Atheist Talk on KTNF, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, November 4th. I'm your host, Maddie Love, and I'm here in studio with Hertzy Hertz, and we're joined by Skype. By, we're joined via Skype by Alice Vaughn. Alice is the creator of Offensive Crayons, Galaxy Bath Bombs, and is the co-host of the extremely popular podcast, Two Girls, One Mike. This is an open conversation. We welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at Atheist Talk, or find us on Facebook over at facebook.com slash Atheist Talk. All right, Hertzy, Alice, thank you for remembering to turn back your clocks and join me on air this morning. Yeah, I might have gotten here a little early on accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I've kind of become an early riser anyways. <laughs> I'll probably pay for it later. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. I uh, I woke up this morning. I turned over, looked at my clock, so I was around 5 a.m. I'm like, no, th- this is just way too early <laughs> on a Sunday. No. Oh, and are you on the West Coast? I'm on the East Coast. Oh, on the I'm East in Coast. New York City. Oh, okay. For that that makes it a little bit easier. Yes. <laughs> I always feel bad when we have people who are like on the way West Coast because it's two hours early, and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's seven o'clock where you are. Yeah, we had Shelly Segal on when she was calling in from LA, and she's like, Oh, it is seven in the morning. It is too late to be up. I didn't even go to bed yet. <laughs> So, Alice, one of the first things I actually ever heard about you was um, your project Offensive Crayons, which I've been told yes. I have an accent and I pronounce that word weird. So crayons in the sense of like the things you color on coloring books with. <laughs> how, how can crayons be offensive? Um, well, the names that you put on them can be a little offensive. Um, <laughs> so uh, when they have names like Boner Pill Blue, Miscarriage Maroon, uh, white is privilege. We have, trust me, they get a lot worse. Um, <laughs> we have statutory grape. Um, your parents' divorce was your fault. Peach. Uh, we, uh, trust me, you, I'm not going to say the gray one on air because I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed. Um, Can you give not, us a hint? It's not good. Um, it has to do with Auschwitz. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I don't know if you can say that or not. I, I know you can't hear me because I'm laughing very quietly because I'm on the radio, but I am doubled over in laughter. <laughs> and don't worry. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I, I offend all groups, people, um, corporations, uh, and people, too. Well, well, technically, corporations are people, so I had to have a swing at them. Um, but <laughs> the project actually came off as kind of a joke uh, last year, and then it blew up within uh, like 24 hours of me putting it on Kickstarter. I had already hit my goal, and I was like, well, it looks like this is a real thing. Um and then the long story short of it is that um, we we raised quite a bit on Kickstarter, uh, like around fifteen thousand, uh, which was from our initial goal of three thousand. Then I shipped out the products, and then once I went on Amazon around Christmas time, I got calls from my Amazon rep saying, "What are you doing? Because only like massive companies are getting the traffic you're getting." And I had sold out within a few weeks. Um, and then next thing I knew, I went viral on Reddit earlier on this year um, with the crayons. 
And I, by the way, this is when I had absolutely no inventory. I went viral. I'm like, oh, no. okay, I thought I was out of the crayon business. And a day earlier before I had gone viral, um, Amazon actually had uh, taken my product down for review um, because they had received a number of complaints. Because, well, that's kind of what happens when you have a product called offensive crayons. Who knew? It, it could offend people. <laughs> How, did you ever foresee getting into the like? I'm going to get into the crayon business. No, just like I never thought about getting into the porn business, but here I am. Um, but uh, what, what, here's the crazy part. So I uh, I started collecting pre-orders because I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm going to be back online soon enough, and I have to make now. I have to reorder this stuff because. I, I had gone viral with these crayons. And then a few weeks later, Amazon gets back to me and they tell me, um, so we're going to have to pull your product because, uh, and this was their official statement, you offended children and Caucasians. Aww. That's too bad. <laughs> why, why were the, I mean, like, why were the children? Were like, the children actually offended or was it people speaking for them? Because I'll be honest, the number of times I see the children are offended, it's somebody else. Won't anyone speak for the children? Everybody speaks for the children. <laughs> Think about the children. <laughs> I, I Nope. 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 <laughs> just, just think about their tiny little hands putting the labels on these crayons. Oh, we're going to have fun on the Patreon, Alice. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Um, but I still sell them. Um, I was able to find a distribution network outside of Amazon. Um, I'll be honest, I make little to no money off the crayons. It's for me, it's something that, you know, anytime I make the money, I just throw it back into advertising um, of these because I want people to know about them. And uh, we're actually, I, I'm about to launch the holiday version. We're only going to have 5,000 units of the holiday edition. That's it. Um and, I mean, we're going to bring you colors like, you know, white is going to be white baby Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to have elf balls because everybody wants to know what color those are. <laughs> I was going to say, you say, more. you say that while I'm on your website counting the number of people I need to buy these crayons for. And I'm yes. like, oh, uh, now do I wait for the holiday version? Because I know Maddie no, I think, Maddie, you know, I'm not a holiday person, and this sounds great. Well, I just think they're so affordably priced as well. Oh, yeah. It's like, what, $8.95? $8.50. See, even cheaper. I know. It's like, when I saw $8.50, I was like, that actually is great. I'll get the offensive crayons, and then I'll go and I'll find like an offensive coloring book, and it's just the complete package. Okay, and I'm on Amazon right now, and I, th I love the hypocrisy that, that your crayons aren't allowed to be on there when the very first thing that comes up when I like search for offensive crayons is one that says, go F yourself. And it's got the word. It just has a, an asterisk in the U. I'm coloring. Yeah. Like, so, oh, like, yeah. Offensive pencils, profanity pencils, like <laughs> a swear word coloring book, for the farting animals coloring book. It's like, but yet yeah, these crayons are too offensive. Uh, people, it's a lot of that I know is people who complain because it's because it's like people actually have to report it for Amazon to care. Well, apparently Caucasians have to report it. They're <laughs> offended. <laughs> do they do anything else? <laughs> look, all, look, all I'm saying is I believe that all crayons matter, so. 
<laughs> we're, we're happy that you take an equality stance when it comes to the color of a crayon. I just realized how many emails we're going to get. Oh, I'm sure they're all going to be positive. <laughs> well, I have to answer them all, so it'll be fine. <laughs> well, you know what? They'll be colorful. <laughs> So you also have these really pretty bath bombs. Yes. Oh my god! So I, love I, those. I just thank you. Um, so I decided to do um, the whitest thing imaginable and make bath bombs. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I, I I decided to take the opposite route. Um, so one of the things that I love is I'm a big science enthusiast and nerd. And I I actually, you know, on the rare occasion, I do like to take a bath. Um, <laughs> I say that as if I don't clean myself. <laughs> we, we recommend bathing on here in Atheist Stock uh, or showering. We're, we're, we're multi-bathtub. Yeah, some form of, you know, personal grooming and hygiene. We, yes. we're all, but on the other hand, if you don't, we still think of you as a person. Yeah, well, there's also sh- some fun shortcuts, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> we probably won't. No. <laughs> but uh, the Galaxy bath bombs, they originated because I wanted actually a set of bath bombs uh, that were like space themed. I thought it would be re- a really cool idea. And the closest I could find was I think there was like a seller in the UK or somewhere in the middle of nowhere that um, was creating, there were like one or two people that were making them, but they cost like $65, $85 for a set of bath bombs. And I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Um, and I thought, well, what's it going to take if I did something like this? That was something that was fairly affordable, really nice quality, like a lush type quality. And I went out of my way, I figured it out, and I w- realized I was able to do this um, and get people like a beautiful set of bath bombs. Like the packaging, I think, is gorgeous. Um, I had it custom made. Um, it's um, just like, you know, every single planet, by the way, I. I put so much thought into because you know for uranus i need to have it smell like cucumber for reasons <laughs> atheist talk does not suggest using cucumbers for any reasons other than eating i'm actually serious about this well, i'm serious too first. so no do not use we'll, we'll talk about that on the patreon <laughs> and, I'm sorry, I have to go back to the crayons for just two seconds. Let's do it. If you are on her crayon website, she does have a coloring book, a PDF Uh coloring book. And it's cheap. It's like two bucks. Three bucks. Sorry, I'm getting the prices wrong. All right. But still, okay, I have a question for you, Alice, since since I have you for a second. Let's do it. If I print this out for presents, is that going to be okay? The coloring book? I won't stop you. Yeah, totally. I mean, okay. the whole color, the whole point is the coloring book is electronic because I looked into what it would make for uh, what it would cost me to make actual coloring books. And it just was so inefficient. I would have lost money. So I was like, all right, people can figure out if they have a printer or find one. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Now we need to go back to the bath bombs because those are awesome. Bath bombs. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, you get the nine, uh, yeah, the eight planets plus the sun. Sorry, Pluto. Hashtag not sorry. Um, <laughs> Rude. <laughs> she doesn't care on enough for Pluto. I know. Nobody cares about Pluto. That was a moment of Pluto joke. No. Sorry. Uh, and we actually, I, I'm going to, I'm unfortunately going to cut you off because we are going to head into a break. So we will take up the cause for why Pluto is a planet or not um, right after this break. Please stay with us. We'll return to Atheist Talk with Hertzie and Alice Vaughn of Two Girls, One Mike and Galaxy Bath Bombs and Offensive Crayons. 
I'm Maddie Love, and you're listening to AM950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Love, in studio this week with Hertzy Hertz, and we're joined via Skype by Alice Vaughn, creator of Offensive Crayons. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from the Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise in this program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. If you'd like to get involved with some community activism today, you can join Minnesota Atheists and American Atheists as we counter-protest. From 2.30 to 5.30 this afternoon, we'll be counter-protesting anti-abortion zealots who plan to rally outside Planned Parenthood St. Paul Health Center, Vandalia. Vandalia? I can't pronounce that. Vandalia. Thank you. To celebrate their, quote, 40 days of life, unquote, harassment and intimidation of women seeking health care. Join Minnesota Atheists, American Atheists, and Twin Cities Clinic Defense as we defend reproductive freedom. And probably more, actually. Probably. I was going to say, these these counter-protests usually get a lot of cool people. So bundle up and meet us at the corner of University Avenue and Vandalia Street with your signs, banners, and voices to fight for reproductive rights. Unlawful Assembly Marching Band will also be there providing radical tunes. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Hertzy and myself and Alice... You can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at Atheist Talk using our Facebook account, which I don't know what else you'd use to, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so when we left, we were uh, discussing the pros and cons of why you don't believe Pluto is a planet, and um, I don't think we actually need to get, oh, don't cry, Hertzy, it's okay. Pluto was always my favorite. <laughs> Well, the problem with having including Pluto in the bath bomb set is it would be so small that it wouldn't even be worth, you know, having. Fine. I'm just saying. No, you're you're right. You're right. I could open up New Horizons, but <sighs> that's about it. I did notice, though, Alice, that your bath bomb set is not scientifically accurate as far as the size of the bath bombs. They're not. And unfortunately, I mean, th- there's only so much you can do when it comes to manufacturing. So I don't like that. That's a th- so let me put it this way. So um, as with anything, there's always going to be challenges. And when you're creating a product from scratch and you're finding a manufacturer. So actually, uh, the bath bombs are going to be really interesting to talk about for like two seconds. So um because of tariffs. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so first off, um, I'm working with overseas manufacturing in order to make these. Um, they, they've gone through all the protocol and standards. Like this is a sa- similar company that does um, actually they um, make cosmetics also for um, like Sephora and Ulta and different brands like that. So I wanted to find someone very reputable. Um, however, w- when it came to like explaining what I what you want, you have to be exceptionally clear because anything can go wrong. I I remember when I was making the crayons for the first time, I had to explain. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, I I can't have, like, the colors mixed up or, like, to be the different names on different crayon colors or um, just where labeling goes. goes. Um, With the bath bombs, I, you know, they're really pretty. They're nice. Unfortunately, sorry, they're not accurate. And, again, I'm so sorry for all the Plutonians that I'm offending (laughs) by not having Pluto. Um, I'm also offended. I was going to say, I'm also offended as a millennial because you kept going about labels. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, that's a callback to a very old thing. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is, I'll be honest, I don't know. I mean, I have still inventory of the Galaxy bath bombs, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to continue manufacturing them. And it's kind of sad because um, it's a product I was so deeply invested in and I made from scratch. It's like my little non-offensive baby um, that I could show to the world. It's like, unlike the redheaded stepchild that you're like, all right, let's not talk about you. Um, it's like, oh, here's something that's presentable. Um, <laughs> but um, what I what what happened is, so the tariffs uh, overseas uh, to manufacture these originally were about 5.8%. Um, because of the tariffs, because we're kind of in a bit of a trade war with China. And I'll be honest, I don't know all the details um, because I've heard conflicting statements of why we have this ongoing thing with China. It's supposedly, I think, on partially, I think it's like copyright infringement or something with technology. I looked into parts of it. I'm like, okay, technically not wrong to hold their feet to the fire. But the problem is, as as like a small business person – I got a note about um, a month or two ago from my manufacturer saying, hey, just so you know, unfortunately, by uh, like o- September, October, the rates are increasing to 15.8%. And in January, it's going to be 25.8%. And that's just the tariff tax. So that doesn't mean like the price is going to go up for like the consumer 25%. The price, I'm assuming, would go up even more. Well, that could go up before the consumer, depending if the manufacturer wants to pass along the price to the consumer. So let me put it this way. If I'm a manufacturer and my original um, tariff is like 5.8%, I'm building that into the cost of manu- of manufacturing the product, just like anything else, like, you know, um, whether it be distribution costs or, you know, creation or licensing costs, all of that or packing uh, packaging uh, costs, uh, you know, all of that is kind of built into whatever you're buying. And... But I'm I'm someone who's like starting off, and for me, it was going to be this thing where it's like, okay, any profit I was going to make, I was going to dump back into more inventory. And but like when you're told, it's like, hey, the price is basically going to like go up on your end by like twenty five percent as ouch. the person who's creating this. That's exactly exactly it's ouch. So you have to figure: do I raise the price? But then what happens is then my product becomes less competitive and less appealing to the average consumer and then it's like uh, well what's it you know then i'd have to let's say hypothetically raise it to like 50 or 60 dollars and i'm like i don't want to do that um or i take the hit and it's harder for me to manufacture so or do i just wait it out until the tariffs go down which could be how many years so it it's put me in this weird position but it's been really interesting to learn you know kind of what's going on on the back in the background because this does affect one of my businesses and it kind of sucks but it's interesting it's it's also great because like that whole thing that you went through is things that i need more people to listen to sometimes i'm an accountant and so there's so many times i hear things about people being like well why isn't it just like this it's like okay there there's other costs that you're not thinking about (laughs) Yeah, we were just yes. talking before we went on air about how economics – everybody's like, well, I understand economics. It's just supply and demand. It's like, no. no. It's, it's, that's, that's like a high school level version of economics and it doesn't translate to the real world. Nope. <laughs> no, the moment, you, the moment you put humans into something, everything goes astray. 
I feel like humans are very good at that. Yeah. So I really do want to get to your podcast, Two mm. Girls, Let's One Mike, which which we've kind of alluded to. It's oh well, I guess we're going to have to wait. But we'll maybe get like one question. We got fifty five seconds. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So can you just give us, like, what is the general topic? We've kind of alluded to it, but. Okay. So Two Girls, One Mic, the porncast, want to be clear, because there's multiple Two Girls, One Mics, unfortunately. But we uh, discuss the holes and the plot holes of your favorite porn. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> we'll return to our guest, Alice Vaughn, after this short commercial break. Please stay with us. I'm Maddie Love in studio with Hertzy Hertz. You're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tune in into Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Maddie Love, in studio with Hertzy Hertz, and joined via Skype by Alice Vaughn of the popular Two Girls, One Mic podcast, Porncast, and creator of Offensive Grants. If you'd like to chat with us this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at Atheist Talk. Before we continue this conversation, there's a bit of housekeeping to attend to. I want to thank our dedicated group of volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners, who help keep Atheist Talk on air and in podcast. If you're able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our radio fund page or our Patreon, where you can get extended interviews over at patreon.com slash atheisttalk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. We couldn't do the show without you, and we do deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael David and is used with permission. Please note all opinions are of guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the Minnesota Atheist Organization. And now, back to our conversation with uh, Hertzy and Alice Vaughn. Thanks for sticking through the break again. Uh-oh. Alice? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly gave us a heart attack. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we were like, oh, no, did she drop? Don't tell us she dropped. I don't know enough about porn to talk about this segment. <laughs> I've never, I don't even know what porn is. I've never witnessed it. I, I guess, yeah, actually we should, I guess we should start with that for those who, who don't know. Alice, could you tell us what porn is? Oh God. <laughs> or I can do it. I can, I'll do it. <laughs> I always thought I'm, it was something I've you... never been asked to define it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm guessing you do video. Uh, no, we actually don't at all. Oh, really? No, yeah, she... which is always interesting people are like wait do you actually do stuff on camera i'm like no we talk about porn wait how do you no, do that no that's what i meant that you review videos yes yeah, so we okay. do review video okay um, i thought you asked if we like did a video segment no no um, no no i was asking if you yeah. review the video i was gonna say videos wait, of- is there is there audio only porn i wouldn't be surprised uh, i know there is literature there is so is it just like an audio book yeah i mean yes interesting I just found like a new idea that would be absolutely awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, we we completely just we we asked her a question and then we started talking and did not let her answer it. I know, Alice. Do you, would you tell us about what is porn? Well, b- before we get into that, a shout out to Gilbert Gottfried for reading Fifty Shades of Grey, my favorite uh, version of erotica. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> I have never actually been interested in that book, but I would be interested in listening to some of that. <laughs> it's bad. 
it's so bad. I didn't even get past chapter four. Anyways, Alice. <laughs> yes. Back to the porn. <laughs> that's uh, that's we're said so here. frequently here on this program. All the time we're like, you know what? We need to get back to the porn. Back to the porn. Um, so what is porn? Do we really need me to define this for the audience? I've never had to before. Uh, yeah, just to be on the safe side. <laughs> oh, okay, let me... Uh, let me let me Google what is the definition of porn. I feel like it's something like you, you know. Isn't the Supreme Court had at one point had said, and not that they're the end all be all of definitions by any stretch, but it's more like you know it when you see it kind of thing. Like where that yeah. crosses the line between like not pornography, but just like it, I don't know. Sec- it's basically anything that's movies, TV, magazines, book that you know, uh, appeal to someone sexually. So uh, as far as, you know, adults doing extra adult things, um, not <laughs> not just like carpentry or like fixing stuff around the house. It's stuff with the closed doors. <laughs> wow, that's suddenly all those Facebook posts I've seen of friends saying they're adulting today now makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, wow, you do that at the grocery store? You're more, You're braver than I am. I just don't have that same kind of self confidence. <laughs> so, um, so I, one of the things I kind of wanted to to touch on about your your porncast is: Have you had any pushback, um, like from the religious angle, on that? Not really. I think we had one person push back, um, but they were kind of a nobody in a forum, and they were quoting someone who was like, I, wa- I used to watch porn, now it's bad, and I'm a minister now. I'm like, okay, we're going to go that angle. I'm not going to even mm. look at this. Um, but honestly, our audience has been super, super supportive, um, mostly because if you think about it, everybody consumes or participates in this industry in one way or another as a consumer or producer. And... Um, I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And I feel like we're in a society where, you know, it's like sex is thrown in our face, you know, in the U.S. all the time. But it's like, oh, God forbid we actually talk about sex and sexuality. Oops, shoot. Um, That's so okay. Sorry. We have a fantastic sound producer who was able to correct that. That was dumped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great. I, I won't make that mistake again. But, uh. The point is that, I, you know, so when we actually, my co-host and I, Yvette, um, when we were talking about uh, doing a podcast for a while, at, at some point we just got on the topic of, um, actually, we have Neil deGrasse Tyson to thank for this. So we're, we're going to just pull him into this conversation randomly because um, we were, he, you know, he pulls apart the plot lines in, you know, bad science movies. And somehow we decided, oh, wait, well... We kind of do that with porn, and because we actually watched for the plot, we're we're weirdos. We do watch it for the plot, not just the clips. And uh, we we realized we can do this, and no one else is really doing this. Uh, and we want to also have conversations with people, either in the industry or industry adjacent. And to date, we've had uh, conversations with people like Ella Darling, who's. Uh, who was spearheading a lot of the VR technology in the porn industry. We've had conversations with Sin Sage, an AVN award winner, Anina Hartley, who's like the Meryl Streep of porn, Jesus. Um, We've had conversations 
questions uh, regarding laws and legislations that affect you know, not only porn, but, you know, for example, like free speech and, um, you know, censorship online for people. So it's amazing how many things like start with the porn industry and affect everything else. Um, so it's just really fun to be able to have these conversations with people, but also have just entire podcasts where we just talk about, hey, here's a porn we watched. It was um, you know, instead of watching, uh, let's say, Pulp Fiction, we watched Pump Fiction, and we were able to discuss, okay, what was the dialogue like? How did they do the scenery? What was the cinematography like? Because we care. Um, we also care about if there's continuity in the porn, or at least I do. I really appreciate it. <laughs> like, I watched... I watched the Big Lebowski Triple X the other day, and I was impressed by how much continuity and how much they stuck to the actual script was in there. And there was some pretty decent acting as well. So, um, although there were some also horrific accents, but they had a really good Walter character, so I'll give him that. Um. I'm curious. Do you ever touch on because one of the criticisms of of porn in general, especially by people who whose whose goal it is is to like you know de- denigrate or or smear pornography Mm -hmm. do you ever talk about the potential issues of like sex trafficking and people who are in pornography not by choice or if by choice but they're treated poorly while they're in in the industry so it's much less of an issue nowadays um and i say that because um when like I remember when we started doing Deep Throat, one of the things I did not anticipate is Linda Lovelace. Um, she or uh, she, the actress Linda Lovelace, she actually joined the anti-pornography movement for a bit because she was forced into it by an abusive husband doing pornography. Um, that said, there's a lot of conflicting issues. Regardless, she felt like she was used by both sides of the spectrum there. Um, but nowadays, I say it's much less of an issue because there's so because of the access to the internet and now that anyone can turn on a webcam and create their own um, clips, um, there's so few roles uh, in the industry to do it that the people who, you know, get these jobs, they want these jobs. You can't just force someone because they, they have to be genuine. You, you know, it's not just acting. You actually, um, you know, you could tell if someone's not really enjoying themselves on scene. Um, so that's why nowadays, at least, the good news is um, that there's much less prevalence of, you know, people in the industry saying that I, you know, like, I haven't run into anyone in the industry nowadays that says, oh, I've, you know, I came into this out of a bad situation, thankfully. A lot of the people that we've spoken to, all the porn stars have been fantastic. They're super intelligent, well-spoken people. Um, we've had people who are former reference librarians, former aerospace engineers who got into this industry. We had someone who literally said to us, this is what I wanted to do when I grew up. Yeah, that was, I, I listened to that dream. episode. That was such – that was it, – I think it caught me off guard because I had such a cognitive dissonance that even though I don't have an issue, I have no problems with like, you know, sex positivity, it was still, it went against everything I'd always thought about, about the porn industry and about like, well, why would anybody ever pick this? And I had to like check myself and go, what, why am I even having this thought? Yeah. And, you know, we eventually, we've talked about it. We do want to have a serious discussion on sex trafficking, but we want to do it in the right light. We want to find the right people to speak to. We want to make sure that, you know, we have, um, 
you know, that our audience also, we, we kind of don't also want to do it out the gate because there is so much, you know, negativity already surrounding the porn industry. I mean, in our episode with, um, Ella Darling, for example, she mentioned that one of the biggest challenges a lot of porn stars face is that um, it's not that people that porn has an issue of people, people have an issue of porn. So you can have done porn 10 years ago and try working at a job in a subway, like you could try being a sandwich artist in a subway. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, I have to put emphasis on that because it's such such a such, like, great job to be fired from for doing porn because apparently you can that's happened to people unfortunately and it sucks you can't you can as you flung the mail in your previous life you can't fling the mail here <laughs> <laughs> I, I i do have uh, um with the current law that just passed like was it like a year ago the sesta fosta acts that was meant to oh gosh impact uh, sex trafficking which is only cut you know it has only hurt and put sex workers in danger um has it's that hurt so many things has that impacted the the porn industry at all that, that you're aware of yeah yes and no um so it's impacted a lot more than porn it's actually impacted a lot of um online speech censorship as well so i'll explain that in a sec so just to keep it very simple so sestin fosta was basically like the stop sex trafficking act and um i forgot what fosta stands for um the point is this that the whole point of them was and by the way these were spearheaded by liberal kamala harris who co-wrote these um so i'm not a fan of this um which is the whole point is to say, oh, well, you know, if we shut down these sites like on Craigslist, these entire personnel section where people are uh, offering escort services um, and Backpage.com, um, well, it's going to be safer because then people can't uh, elicit these illegal services. Here's the problem with that. When, thing, when people are online, you can screen people online as opposed to having to meet up with them in a shady alley and... Are we going to commercial oh, break? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So uh, we I'll will take that thought. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll return to our guest, Alice Vaughn, after this short commercial break. Please stay with us. I'm Maddie Love in studio with Hertzy Hertz. You're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950, KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Love, in studio with in studio with Ertzi and Alice Vaughn. If you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will tell you what links to give you links to upcoming events. We also have a lot of activities going on around the Twin Cities and outlying suburbs. Come and discover all that Minnesota Atheists has to offer and consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheists. Membership has some great perks. Check out how to become a member on the website. Immediately following this broadcast, I'll be heading over to Cucumbers for the monthly first Sunday of the month brunch, where we'll enjoy some delicious food in the fantastic company of like-minded atheists. I really hope to see some of you there. And now... Back to the conversation with Hertzie and Alice, who was I interrupted as she was talking about back alley something or other. 
Yeah, so we were talking about SESTA and FOSTA and what the implications of those uh, laws are, uh, because they have been signed, unfortunately. Uh, so the whole point is they were kind of, the intention was to curb sex trafficking. Um, but the actual reality is, first off, it makes it a lot less safe for hypothetically escorts and people who want these services to actually meet someone in a safe manner, which, I mean, let's be honest, it's already hard enough. And I mean, if people are going to do this anyway, wouldn't we want it to be a safe for them as possible. Um, you know, these are consenting adults who are trading services. So, you know, regardless of your opinion, uh, we ideally want to make it as safe for them as possible. So removing that, uh, removing internet platforms for people to vet these people is a huge deal. So that's number one. Number two, how it affects the average consumer is, think of it this way, what it does is it makes not the user responsible for the content they post, but it makes the CDN and the website responsible for the content that's posted. So what that means is if you're a website, like not even just like only a Craigslist, but if you're a site like Wikipedia, Facebook, um, the Internet Archive, you read it, you are now responsible for all the content your users post all of it. So including anything illegal. So what that means is instead of the users being held accountable, you as the entire website are held accountable. That does two things. That, that means number one, if I want to start a website like a Wikipedia or an internet archive today, it would be nearly impossible because of all the legal tape it would and all the things it would cost me in order to start something like that. So that way I don't step on any toes uh, and I have all the security precautions. So that way, um, you know, no one's posting anything illicit. That's number one. Uh, number two, what it also does is that means that me now as a website, since I'm now responsible for the content that my users post, uh, that means that I have to censor anything that may even look a little shady that I'm maybe not comfortable with, even if it's lawful speech, just because, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble, legally speaking. So I'm going to be starting to take down anything that, you know, might you know, be a red flag or even a yellow flag, just because, again, I don't want to get in trouble. So think of it this way. Um, it's like saying you have a road, and instead of holding the drivers on the road accountable, you're holding the actual road, road accountable. And how the internet should work is everybody should be able to use the roads, and we just should keep the users accountable, you know, for the actions they're doing. So, um, yeah. It seems like a law that, you know, on its face had a good... Like there was a good heart behind it, like the intent was good. But the problem is that the people who were trying to stop the sex trafficking didn't bother to like understand what the best way to do that would be or to even like yep. look at the scope of the problem. I mean, I, I talked to a number of people that are part of like sex workers outreach project um, and all of them had the same thing to say like when the Super Bowl was coming to town that – all the extra increased security against trafficking that wasn't going to be happening as much was actually impacting and, and harming them because the police were out there picking up the people that were just trying to make a living and ignoring and missing all the trafficking that was going on in the background. And it was just oh, really – it was really powerful to, to sit down and talk to them and go, wow, like this is something I'm completely ignorant of, which is why I would not try to write a law about it. 
Absolutely. And that's a problem. Porn gets so frequently conflated with sex trafficking when they're two completely different industries. I'll be frank with you. I know more about porn than I do about sex trafficking. So I'm definitely not an authority to speak on it whatsoever. Um, it's something that I definitely need more of an education on. I can't wait to speak to an expert about it um, because I would love to know how do they more operate? Because let's be honest, they have to use more extreme back channels. But unfortunately, porn gets conflated because when you make something, that's a problem when you make something illegal that people are going to do anyway, like marijuana or porn or, you know, escorting services, which, again, these things aren't harmful. Um, they're different than sex trafficking where you're forcing someone against their will to participate in this. So they have to do something just almost as shady as those people who are doing the extreme illegal shady things just to, you know do the services that shouldn't be illegal to begin with. It's kind of crazy. Well, yeah, and from my position, like from Atheist Talk, one of the reasons why this frustrates me so much is it's steeped in religious morality is what's shaping these laws. Because if you take – I mean, I've, I've heard non-religious reasons for to not have like you know prostitution or pornography, but they're, they're pretty ridiculous and flimsy. But the, the strongest arguments against pornography is just religious morality, and I don't think any religions, religious rule should be applied to the, like a secular law. Well, that's the thing. It's There's definitely issues with religious uh, morality. That's definitely one half of it. Unfortunately, though, you know, you have also um, like the uh, – Jeez, like in the UK, you have the Obscene Publications Act, which makes it um, re illegal for websites uh, that can be accessed from the UK um, to contain certain um, types of adult content. And that includes things like spanking. That includes things like female ejaculation, because God forbid we see that. Um, we uh, it it uh, disallows role play. It uh, forbids a number of things that actually would be considered fairly tame. Um, I think bondage is also one of them. It's it's like twenty different things. But my point is this: that you also see, like last year, I was at um, I was in a, a Pornhub pop up event, and outside I saw Gloria Steinem protesting this pop-up event of just, they were, all they were doing is selling t-shirts and maybe some sex toys. That's all they were doing. But they were protesting sex trafficking outside this. And I'm like, no, why are you doing this? This is wrong place, God damn it. Um, but yes, there, there is this religious mor morality. And unfortunately, I, I feel like sometimes um, people make bedfellows with the, uh, the religious extremists because they just don't realize what they're protesting, which is very, very frustrating. And we've actually only got about a minute left on the broadcast. No. Uh, we will. Uh, Alice did promise that she would stick around for a few minutes uh, to join I us did. for our Patreons, which she will not be censoring herself. Um, and the radio station will not be censoring any slips that you may have heard. Uh, <laughs> and we can get into much more detail on what well, we had talked. We said we were going to talk about cucumbers. And yes. not the fantastic place for brunch that I'm going to. No. Okay. <laughs> Can I can I say just a quote You've got that I like love? Ten seconds. Awesome. That America, the America is the only place where sex is an obsession. Everywhere else, it's just normal life. 
All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheists and hope you've enjoyed the show. The show depends on generous support of our members, sponsors, and donors. Please consider supporting them through the donation link at mnatheist.org. This has been Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.